Today, as we celebrate Good Friday, we remember and reflect upon the death of our Lord, his sacrifice, and what he achieved for us on our behalf. Easter week is the high point of the Christian calendar. We reflect upon the Saviour's death, and we look forward to Easter Sunday, the day he rose again, triumphed over the grave, over death and over sin. So it's a time for reflection and it's a time for celebration. And this Good Friday, we want to look afresh on the one who died, the one who hung upon the cross. But today I want to give a slightly different reflection of our Lord. Normally we concentrate on Christ as the suffering saviour. But today I want to reflect upon the glory and majesty of the saviour. Because even though he died in such terrible circumstances, yet he remains the king of glory. So for a few moments, we're going to reflect upon Christ and his glory and his majesty. Turn with me to Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 20. Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 20. This is Paul speaking of Christ, the supremacy of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God, that is God the Father, was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his his blood shed on the cross. So today we're going to speak regarding the glory and the majesty of Christ. And in this passage, 
we're going to look at three different aspects. First of all, who is Christ? What is his identity, his character and nature? Secondly, why is he supreme? Supreme means highest in authority, rank and degree. And lastly, why did he die? What was his purpose? So verse 15 tells us that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, when the scripture says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, that is God the Father, it does not mean that Jesus is like the Father. It means that Jesus is the same as the Father. Not the same person, but of the same divine nature. And since God is invisible to the human eye and unknowable to the human mind, Jesus, the second person of the divine trinity, was manifested in the flesh to make God visible and knowable. Jesus is the image of the Father, having the same divine nature as the Father, who remains invisible since he is spirit. In John 10.30, Jesus says, I and the Father are one. That is one in nature and one in purpose. Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. And this speaks of the supremacy of Christ. He is highest in authority, highest in rank. But we must remember that firstborn does not mean born first. Firstborn is a title. It indicates the one who has the greatest honour. The firstborn inherits from the Father. Jesus is the firstborn. He has the greatest honour over all creation. He creates all things. He inherits all things. Verse 16. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. Genesis 1.1 tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Jesus is the creator. He is God. The man hanging on the tree, he is the eternal God. John 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. 
and through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. So the one who created all things died to restore all things. And not only were all things created by him, all things were created for him. Psalm 24, 1 tells us, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Isaiah 66, 1, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool, says the Lord. Hebrews 1, 8, but about the son, the father says, your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. And righteousness will be the scepter of your kingdom. So today, I want you to see the glory and the majesty of the one who hangs upon the tree. Yes, Jesus was despised and rejected of men. He came unto his own and his owner did not receive him. But they didn't have the last word. They don't have the last say. This is what the psalmist says. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. And again, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. And again, and blessed be his glorious name forever. And let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And again, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Yes, Jesus is the supreme ruler. He rules over all. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Jesus is before all things. This speaks of his pre-existent nature his eternal nature. Again, John 1, 3, through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that has been made. And here in Colossians, we're reminded that not only has Jesus made all things, not only is he before all things, but in him all things hold together. Hebrews 1.3 tells us, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. So the same word who created in the beginning, the same word who said in Genesis, let there be and there was, is the same word who now sustains everything by his powerful word. Jesus is the same word who now holds everything together. 
Jesus is the first word and Jesus is the last word. What a powerful word. The eternal word of the eternal God. Colossians 1.18 And he, that is Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. And in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, Paul says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Jesus is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Jesus is pre-existing and preeminent. He comes before all things. He exists before all things. He is the creator of all things. The one who hangs upon the tree and dies, dies on the behalf of those he has created. He is the beginning of all things. Everything and everyone has their beginning in him. He is the firstborn from among the dead. He rose again to renew and to restore his creation so that it would be as it was at the beginning, a sinless and perfect creation. In everything, whether over creation or over the church, in everything, Jesus has the supremacy. Jesus has the preeminent position and God the Father has exhorted him to the highest place. Colossians 1, 19 and 20. For God, that is God the Father, was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Christ and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. God's fullness is his divine character and attributes. And all of the Father's fullness dwells in Christ. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. As the Father is, so is the Son. The Son radiates the glory of the Father. And Paul says in verse 20, and through him, that is through Christ, Jesus reconciles all things to God, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood 
shedding the cross. And again in Ephesians chapter 2, 14 through 18, Paul speaks of this ministry of reconciliation. Paul says of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who has made the two one, that is both Jew and Gentile, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body, which is the church, to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were afar off, that is to the Gentile, and peace to those who were near, that is to the Jew. And through him, through Christ, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Hebrews 9.26 tells us that Jesus has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Jesus came to reconcile, to restore, to bring back into right relationship all things to the Father. Whether things on earth, whether things on heaven, whether visible or invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, Jesus came to reconcile all things to the Father. And how does he do this? By making peace through his blood, which was shed on the cross. So this is God the Father's ultimate purpose concerning the death of his son on the cross. To do away with sin by the sacrifice of his son. To restore all things to himself. The restoration of all of his creation. The creation of the church which is Christ's body, which is filled with all the fullness of God. To bring peace, the end of conflict, the end of hostility, the restoration of right relationships with God and with each other. And the Father achieves this by making peace through the blood of his son, Jesus, which was shed on the cross. So this Good Friday, remember the death of Jesus. Remember the purpose for which he died. Remember the sacrifice which he made in order to take away your sin, in order to take away my sin. Be reconciled to the Father. And as we reflect and remember the death of Jesus, and as we are reconciled to the Father, 
Let us make sure that in everything and everywhere, Christ will have the supremacy in all things. Amen. Amen.